Welcome to the Neuropathy Support Group and Podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm so glad you tuned in. It's my hope with this podcast to help all of us gather information that might help those that need support dealing with this debilitating issue. Hello, and welcome to this podcast. Before we get started, let's get the formalities out of the way with the medical and privacy disclaimer. I am not a doctor or medical professional. The information on this podcast is from personal experiences and is meant for group support. Additionally, the information discussed is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any underlying conditions associated with neuropathy. All names here within are private and will not be shared with any outside sources. Please consult your healthcare provider before making any health decisions. If you have medical concerns or an immediate emergency, Please contact your doctor or dial 911. Well, let me say happy Monday to all of you. And the weather is finally going down here in California. I love it. I was getting so sick of it. My room temperature in my room topped out at 91 degrees. And that was two days ago. The air conditioner in this house doesn't work properly. And the owner really hasn't done anything about it, so... That's all right, but we're done. We're through it, and now we can all move on. So I've got two stories, and they're going to be separate. This one was the one I talked about uh, last week that I was going to be speaking, and this one is on trimenial neurologia, and I hope I got that right. From this point on, though, I'm going to name it TM for short, okay? But... I, the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because I belong to one, a Facebook group and I see all the pain and the messages that people send and I just wanted to learn more about it and the effects of it and to better understand it and maybe some of you will too. And hopefully we can find some new updated research that has been, has been going on here that they're trying to find something to stop the pain probably not cure it i know it's hard to cure anything except you know the brain i guess they have like a brain surgery around around the ear to fix that nerve but that's what we're going to be talking about and then i'll let you know what i'm going to talk about also in a short episode i'll be posting here in a few days again thanks for being part of this podcast i really appreciate it so what is TM? TM is a type of chronic pain disorder that involves sudden severe facial pain. It affects the nerve and fifth cranial nerve which provides feeling and nerve signaling to many parts of the head and face. TN is a type of neurotic, neuropic pain typically caused by a nerve injury or nerve lesion. The symptoms can be a sudden intense pain, typically on one side of the face, pain attacks that can last for a few seconds to up to two minutes, numbness or tingling sensation, a burning, throbbing, shock-like or aching sensation, and attacks of pain that occur regularly for days to weeks or longer, sometimes several times a day. The TM nerves are paracranial nerves 
that connect the brain and brain stem to different parts of the brain, head, torso, and neck. Each of the 12 nerves splits to serve the two sides of your body and brain. Each nerve also has three branches that conduct sensations from the upper, middle, and lower portions of your face. The upper branch supplies sensation to most of the scalp, forehead, and front of the head. The middle branch stimulates your cheek, under jaw, top lip, teeth, and gums into the side of your nose. And the lower part, or the lower branch, supplies the nerves to the lower jaw, teeth, and gums, and bottom lip. More than one nerve branch can be affected by this disorder. In some rare cases, both sides of your face may be affected at different times, or even more rarely at the same time. So here's the different types of TN. Type 1. This is a typical or classic form of the disorder. It causes extreme intermittent sudden burning or shock-like facial pain. The pain lasts anywhere from a few seconds to two minutes per episode. These attacks can occur very close together in stretches that can last up to two hours. The intense flashes of pain can be triggered by vibration or contact with the cheek, such as when shaving, washing your face, or applying makeup brushing teeth, eating, drinking, talking, or being exposed to the wind. Man, oh, I feel sorry. I feel deeply sorry for the individuals that have to deal with this every single day. The pain may affect a small area of your face, or it may spread. Bouts of pain rarely occur when you are sleeping. Due to the intensity of the pain, some people may avoid daily activities or social context because they fear an impending attack. Type 2. This is a atypical form of the disorder that is characterized by constant aching, burning, and stabbing pain. This pain is usually less severe than in type 1. It's possible for you to have both forms of the TM sometimes at the same, oh, same time. Man. The intensity of the pain can be physically and mentally devastating. TN attacks typically stop for a period of time and then return. In some cases, the condition can be progressive, meaning that the attacks can get worse over time, with fewer and shorter pain-free periods before they recur. In progressive TN, the pain-free intervals eventually disappear and medication to control the pain becomes less effective. So who's more likely to get TN? TN occurs most often in people over age 50. 50, man. Although it can occur at any age, including infancy. Ugh. The disorder is more common in women than in men. TN can be caused by several conditions. A blood vessel pressing on the trimenial nerve as it exits the brainstem. This compression causes the wearing away of damage to the protective coating around the nerve. Multiple sclerosis and diseases that cause deterioration of the trimenial nerves, nerve compression from a tumor, a tangle of arteries and veins, and injury to the TM nerve 
perhaps the result of a sinus injury, oral surgery, stroke, or facial trauma. So how is TN diagnosed and treated? TN diagnosis is based primarily on your medical history and description of symptoms, along with results from the physical or neurological examinations. Other disorders that cause facial pain should be ruled out before TN is diagnosed. Some other disorders that cause facial pain include post-herpetic neurologia, nerve pain following an outbreak of shingles, cluster headaches, TM, which causes pain and dysfunction in the jaw joint and muscles that control jaw movement. You may be asked to have an MRI brain scan to rule out a tumor or multiple sclerosis as the cause of your pain. This scan may or may not clearly show a blood vessel compressing the nerve. Special MRI imaging procedures can reveal the presence and severity of a compression of the nerve by a blood vessel. That's what I would do. If you're diagnosed with, with TN, I would get an MRI done. Let your doctor know that that's what you want. If he just ended up saying that you had TN on its own without doing any tests, then you need to check those tests and make sure everything is okay. If the doctor suspects that you have TN1, they may ask you to try a short course of anti-seizure medication. If the medication helps, it helps to support a diagnosis of TN1. Diagnosis of TN2 is more complex and difficult, but doctors may ask you to try to lower doses of tricyclic antidepressant medication to see if it will help. If so, a positive response to treat supports a diagnosis of TN2. I really hope you guys are going and making sure that you are diagnosed correctly um, and treated correctly. That's why I hope that information right there helps you out. So, now we go to treating TN. People with TN require effective medical and surgical treatment for their pain. Treatment options include medicines, surgery, and complementary approaches. Here's the medications. There are several types of medications that, that can help treat TN. Anticonvulsant medicines. Anticonvulsant medicines are used to block nerve firing. They are usually effective in treating T1, but often less effective in TN2. So here are some medications that might help you. Gabapentin, Colazepam, Larotin, and Valporic Acid. And I would say I take a lot of those, but I don't take them for this issue. I take them for uh, mental issues. So that's, that's kind of strange, but hopefully those, any of those, there's a couple more that might help you. Common pain relieving medications such as aspirin and ibuprofen and opiate medications such as hydrocodone are not usefully helpful in treating the sharp recurring pain caused by TN1. However, some individuals with TN2 do find opiates helpful. Next we go into surgery. If medication fails to relieve pain or produces intolerable side effects such as cognitive disturbances, memory loss, excess fatigue, bone marrow suppression, or allergy, your doctor may recommend surgical treatment. Since TN can be a progressive disorder, 
that becomes resistant to medication over time, people often seek surgical treatment. Several neurological procedures are available to treat TN. The choice of procedures depends on the nature of the pain, your, re your preference, physical health, blood pressure, and previous surgeries, presence of multiple sclerosis, and the distribution of the TN involvement, particularly when the upper branch is involved. You can expect some degree of facial numbness after many of these procedures and TN will often return even if the procedure is initially successful. Depending on the procedure, other risks of TN surgery include hearing loss, balance problems, leaking of the cerebral spinal fluid, the fluid that bathes the brain and spinal cord, infection, anesthesia, a type of nerve pain that causes both surface numbness and deep brain pain, and in rare cases, it could even be a stroke. Some procedures are done on an outpatient basis, while others may involve a more complex operation that is performed under general anesthesia and requires a hospital stay. So here's a technique I've never heard of, and I hope I pronounce this right, but it's Rhizolis, so it's R-H-I-Z-O-L-Y-S-I-S. This is a procedure in which nerve fibers are damaged in order to block pain. This causes some degrees of sensory loss and facial numbness. Balloon compression uses a small balloon tip on the catheter to squeeze part of the TN against the hard edge of the brain covering the dura and the skull. This injures the insulation on the nerves that are involved with sensation of light on the face and can relieve TN pain. Pain relief from the balloon compression usually lasts one to two years. Balloon compression is usually an outpatient procedure. It is formed performed in an operating room under general anesthesia. Next thing is a glycerol injection used uses a medicine to damage the insulation of the TN fibers in order to relieve pain. Glycerol injection requires that the person be sedated with intravenous medication. It is usually an outpatient procedure. Pain relief from glycerol injections usually lasts one to two years. The procedure can be repeated multiple times. The next procedure is radiofrequency thermolysine. Uses an electrode to apply heat to injure the nerve pain and fibers that cause TN pain. Under anesthesia, a needle is placed near the TN or the trimenial and gradually heated with an electrode, injuring the nerve fibers. More than one procedure may be needed to reduce pain to an acceptable level while preserving the sensation of touch. The pain relief may be permanent, but about half of the people treated this way have pain that comes back within three to four years. The procedure is usually performed on an outpatient basis, radiosurgery. This uses a computer imaging to direct highly focused beams of radiation at the site where the TN nerves exits the brainstem. It does not require anesthesia or involving cutting into the cheek. 
It damages the nerve in a way that disrupts the transmission of pain signals to the brain. Relief from pain often takes several weeks or sometimes several months to develop following the procedure. About half of those who were successfully treated with this procedure had the pain come back within three years. People usually leave the hospital the same day or the next day after treatment. See, I, that's what I'm wondering, you know, I'm talking about these different uh, techniques that could be used to help you, and I'm wondering if, if these have been used by any of you, or have the doctors even suggested any of these techniques? So that's something you might want to look into also, and further gather knowledge so you can take it to your doctor. Here's some other techniques. Microvascular de decompression. MVD is the most evasive surgery for TN, but it offers the slowest probability that pain will return. It involves relieving pressure from surrounding blood vessels that either wrap the nerve or, or touching it. A small opening is placed through the skull and the, and the surgeon places a soft cushion between the nerve and the blood vessel, usually an artery, that is compressing the nerve. Unlike other techniques, the goal is not to produce numbness in the face after this surgery. MVD is an inpatient procedure performed under general anesthesia. People generally stay in the hospital for several days following the procedure, and it usually takes them several weeks after the procedure to fully recover. Pain relief is permanent in about half of people who undergo MVD. Others have their pain returned back within 15, 12 to 15 years. A, a partial nerve section, which involves cutting part of the nerve, may be performed near the entrance point of the nerve at the brain stem during MVP, MVD if the surgeon finds that no vessel is compressing on the trimenial nerve. Also, it may be performed by cutting superficial branches of the GM nerve in your face. A partial nerve section, which involves cutting part of the nerve, may be performed near the entrance point of the nerve at the brain stem during MVD if the surgeon finds out that no vessel is pressing on the TN. Also, the surgeon may perform by cutting superficial branches of the TN nerve in the face. This will cause more long-lasting numbness in the area of the face that is supplied by the nerve or nerve branch that is cut. However, the nerve may grow back and in time sensation may return. Surgical treatment for TN2 is usually more problematic than for TN1, particularly when the nerve or the, the brain nerve imaging prior to the surgery does not show vascular compression of the TN nerve. Many neurosurgeons advise against the use of MBD if TN2 symptoms predominate over PTN1 unless vascular compression has been confirmed. MBD for TN2 is less successful than it is for TN1. So here's some complementary treatments. Some people manage TN using complementary treatments, usually in combination with drug treatment. These therapies have varying degrees of success. 
Complementary treatments for TN include low impact exercise, yoga, creative visualization, aromatherapy, I use aromatherapy and it helps me, medication, acupuncture, chiropractic treatment of the upper cervical area of the spine, biofeedback, vitamin therapy, nutritional therapy, and injections of a toxin to block activity of the sensory nerves. Now, yeah, see, so when I was talking about aromatherapy, I have, ner I have neuropathy, peripheral neuropathy. That's what I was talking it helps me with. So what are the latest updates on TN? The National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Stroke are part of the National Institutes of Health, supports a variety of research on TN. These studies are exploring the me mechanisms involved with chronic pain and TN, as well as novel diagnostic me methods and treatments. Other research addresses TN through studies associated with pain research. Women are at greater risk of pain from TN and several other chronic pain disorders, but the reasons for this are unclear. Researchers are looking at how estrogen hormones may affect nerve pain activity, including the pain of TN. Understanding estrogen activities on pain nerves may, inc may increase the knowledge of why women are at greater risk for pain. This research also may lead to the development of medications that deafen the activity estrogen on nerves that send pain signals to the brain and the spinal cord. That didn't help. That didn't tell you anything that anything is being done. Well, I'm already kind of late and I'm running overtime. There's one other thing I want to get to, but you can go ahead and finish out reading this um, research papers here. And that's on the NIH.gov, which I will post all the information along with this podcast. So I'm not sure if these are offered to you yet. It looks like they're still in the testing phases. So it looks like UCSF is working on the trial basis and it's called transcranial magnetic stimulation. This treatment aims to reduce pain and improve quality of life for those with this chronic pain. And it looks like that might be the only thing I found right now. I hope the information that I left you today is going to help you in some way to find other ways of relieving the pain that you're in. Um, you know, I can't say if my pain is worse than yours. To me, by reading this, it seems like it is. Um, but all I can say is... I pray for you. I hope that everything's going to be better in your life and you can find some way, some options to help you get over your pain that you have every single day and every minute. Thank you for being part of this podcast. I really appreciate you. And I will talk to you next Monday. Bye. As we come to a close, it's my hope this podcast and other sources, such as product reviews that I have discussed today, can better our lives and give us some relief dealing with neuropathy. This episode plus others are posted every Monday on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And finally, whatever life throws at you, even if it hurts you, just be strong and fight through it. Remember, strong walls shake, but never collapse. Talk to you next Monday.